0: Hello, this is Will Stottler for Payday Loan Industry Watch, pliwatch.org, which produces this podcast. PLI Watch is an independent source for news and information about what's happening in the payday loan and cash advance industries. We're able to bring you this service based on donations and sponsorships. The content of this podcast is unlikely to reflect the views of sponsors or donors. This is pliwatch.org podcast number 6 and is for the week of June 23rd. Something amazing happened in Wichita, Kansas at the beginning of June. Payday loan company LoanMax organized a large protest against a grassroots nonprofit organization, Sunflower Community Action, which was providing an informational seminar in its community about, quote, the dangers of payday loans, unquote. While we have seen community action groups and others protest payday lenders, to PLI Watch's knowledge, this is the first time a payday lender has protested against a community group. We recently interviewed J.J. Selman, lead organizer for Sunflower Community Action. Mr. Selman helped organize the Sunflower event that was attended by hundreds of paid max protesters. He told us what he saw happen there. Then, Mr. Selman spoke with us about how the payday loan industry affects people in his local community and Sunflower's position on the industry as a whole. Mr. Selman is lead organizer of Sunflower Community Action Northeast Chapter. He has four years of organizing experience in the Wichita area and has a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Ford Hayes State University. Now on to the interview. JJ, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, sir. Let's get to it. I want to start by framing up what happened in Kansas at the beginning of June. Your organization, Sunflower Community Action, hosted an informal session in Wichita, Kansas at a large local church. You had invited the community to attend, and they did. About 150 people interested in hearing your group speak about the pitfalls and problems with payday loans and car titles showed up. Just before you began, the event was then crashed by between 300 and 400 paid payday loan company LoanMax supporters who were bused in by LoanMax and were wearing LoanMax t-shirts. Can you tell our audience more about what you were planning to speak about, how Lone Max supporters got involved in your event, and then what happened next?
1: Yes, I sure can. Well, what we were planning to speak about, this was Saturday, June the 10th. We had a big public meeting. And basically, we were speaking about pitfalls and problems with payday loans and car title lending. And, um, you know, we were there to bring people's awareness level up about these companies and also just to let them know about the dangers and the things that they're going to be getting into when they get a payday loan. And, you know, nobody here in the city or the state of Kansas or anywhere across the country is really talking about the other side of payday lending. So, you know, that's what we were there to speak about. You know the problems that we are seeing and hearing about payday lending, and to bring this to a public perspective and and let people know really what is going on here with payday lenders. So you know we were there, and we had some informational videos that we showed about the payday and car title industry. Uh, we had our state officials there who were hearing it, that and we're in hopes of getting some state laws and legislation put on these places. And we also had testimonies from people in the community who have experienced personally problems with payday lenders here in our city. So, you know, we had all this, you know, ready and all this information to give to folks so that that way they can know really what the real deal is on payday lenders.
0: So can you tell me a little bit about the sort of morning or afternoon of the event?
1: Yeah, well, the morning of the event, we were, we were getting prepared and we had our, you know, we work with people in the community and leaders who basically run the meeting. So we were getting prepared, and as I was on my way to um, to the church for the meeting, one of my leaders called and said, you will never believe, you know, what's going on here. And I was like, you know, what's what's going on? She was like, there's like, you know, at this time, it was before the meeting started, about an hour or so, she was like, there's like three busloads of people here, and uh, they all have these yellow Lone Max T-shirts. Well, it's important to know that the week before our public meeting, we did a protest on Lone Max, a local branch of Lone Max here in Wichita, and that is what kind of really brought awareness to people, because all the media was there and they saw us in front of Lone Max protesting. And so I think what they did at our public meeting was kind of a payback to try to you know, pay us back for doing a protest at their place. And so we got there and there were three of the Lomax executives were there and they started talking to us about the meeting and what was going to be on the agenda and if they had time to talk and so, you know, we were there saying, you know, this is a public meeting, we're here to let people know about the dangers of these places so there will be no room, uh, time on the agenda for Lomax to talk today. And so, you know, we're getting prepared and getting ready for the meeting and then about ten more busloads of people start showing up. And they're all coming in these yellow T-shirts, yellow Lone Max T-shirts. And so they all come in and start filing into the church and, and start sitting down and, uh, as we're getting ready for the meeting. And so we're going around and we're, you know, this is, very, this is a surprise to us because we had no idea that these folks, you know, were coming, right? So we start circulating through the crowd and we start talking to people that are here to support Lone Max. And uh, we start asking them, you know, what are you guys doing here, you know, and as we started circulating and hearing from people that we knew and family members that we seen, we started hearing, they just paid us to come to this meeting. they would given us $100 and a free lunch, and all they told us we had to do was wear these yellow T-shirts that said Lomax on them, and uh, we would get $100. You know, we were like, wow, you know, that, they're bribing people or paying people to come and support them. You know, it was just, it was real crazy. It was, just, it was about 500 people that showed up with them. Um, and about 10 busloads, and they paid each person there $100 to just basically sit in and, and support their cause, which was very, very crazy situation.
0: So you're in the church, you're giving a presentation, you've got um, an audience full of Lone Max supporters in addition to, what, about 100, 150 folks that had show, shown up on their own? Yeah there,
1: yeah, there were about 100 to 150 that showed up just to come and hear the information, and We were all very, very surprised to see all the Lone Max T-shirts show up. And, you know, as we were circulating through the crowd and and asking people, um, you know, why they were there and, you know, how did did they get paid, a lot of folks, I'd say probably 90% of the people there didn't have a loan with Lone Max. They didn't know why they were there. They were just told, hey, you come to this meeting and sit in on it for a little while. We'll give you $100. And so, you know, that's why people were there and people were manipulated. And brought to this meeting, you know, just to basically disrupt a community meeting that was to alert people about the dangers of payday lending.
0: Okay, so they they sat there quietly during your presentation?
1: Well, like I said, none of the folks knew why they were there for Lomax. They didn't know, they didn't have a loan there, they didn't know anything about Lomax, so they were just there at the meeting. And as they came in and filed in, it was very loud. There was a lot of commotion going on, a lot of running back and forth um, as people were, you know, coming in and sitting down. And so what we did at the very beginning of the meeting is we turned on a film from 60 Minutes that talked about the dangers of payday lending and dangers of car title lending nationwide. And it had stories of people that had experienced payday lending problems. And so we, clicked, we flipped, flipped on the 60 Minutes video, which was very credible. A lot of people you know, watch sixty minutes and these videos were sent to us by the Center for Responsible Lending. So they're pretty credible videos. So anyway it gets very quiet in the church and everybody starts paying attention to the sixty minute video and they start seeing these stories and hearing these stories and people's jaws are just dropping in the crowd and these are all loan back supporters. And so then, you know, they're they're paying attention to the video which was probably about a fifteen minute video. And so as people are watching this video, the president of Lomax, Kenneth Waco, uh, who was flown in from Georgia, comes around, we see him walk up, he walks up to us and he's like, I think we want to tell our people to leave after this video gets done. And, you know, basically he didn't want folks to hear the information or hear anything that we had to say, and so he wanted to get his paid supporters out and get them paid before they heard too much. And so after the video was over, we made a request uh, at, at the request of Kenneth Waco that all the Lomax supporters could get up and leave. And so as, after that um, announcement was made, all 500 people that came with Lomax got up, filed out of the church, got back on their buses and went back over to a Max location way on the other side of town. And so, you know, their people's cars were parked way on the other side of town, and they were brought over on buses, so, you know, folks had to leave to get back to their transportation. And so we had one of our people who was there at the meeting with us. He was supporting us, just said, hey, I'm going to jump on one of these buses, and I'm going to go back and see if this bribe is true. And so he jumped on the bus, went back to the Lomax location with the people, and he came back to our meeting and brought back $100, a Brock's lunch, and a, Lomax, a yellow Lomax T-shirt.
0: Let's go ahead and move on. You've talked okay. about LoanMax and what happened at your event. We thank you. Let's talk, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's take a few minutes and talk about your organization. First, what is Sunflower Community Action's overall mission? And then specifically, how did you get involved with payday loan issues?
1: Okay. Well, Sunflower Community Action is a grassroots uh, community organization and, um, we take issues that come to our attention from members of our community and we take the issue and instead of putting a bandaid on the problem and trying to help the persons personal problem, we try to take all those situations and find a common issue with multiple people in our community. And through these issues and through people bringing these issues to our attention, um, we address you know decision makers, state lawmakers, people who can change the problems that we have in our local community. And so our whole mission is building leadership in the community and empowering people in their neighborhoods to fix the problems that they see. Um, some of the issues that we've been working on uh, recently uh, deal with abandoned housing. Um, you know, there's a large number of abandoned properties in our community that are eyesores and people want to see, you know, something done with them. Uh, we've been recently trying to get in our city video cameras and police cars um, because there's been a lot of problems with racial profiling and harassment. And we've also been targeting some of our uh, local banks here in town who are failing to give uh, minorities loans through the Community Reinvestment Act. We've been targeting a lot of banks here in our community. So anyway, it's just, um, you know, we take issues that come to our attention, and we, you know, try to go about getting something done with people in the community. Uh, Now, how we got involved with payday lending, um, like I said, people bring these problems and bring these issues to our attention at Sunflower and that was basically the case here. We kept hearing these common stories, these horror stories of people going in, and getting these loan after loan after loan, and uh, basically getting into a cycle of debt where they were never paying off their principal, and all the money that they were paying every two weeks or every month was going towards fees and interest rates. And so we started seeing the problem, and then we started putting the steps together to try to see what we could do to fix, you know, fix to to work on the problem. And that's why we had the public meeting a couple weeks ago that brought our state legislators together with the people in the community so they could hear the problems and you know get some laws moving to get it get it changed
0: so historically there really hasn't been a problem before but there's a problem now is something changed on the ground there with the payday loan industry
1: yeah well yeah absolutely uh, about 10 years ago there used to only be about 60 payday lending places in the whole state of Kansas now, 10 years later, we have over 400 of them in the state of Kansas. And the reason that it got, there's so many now and most of these have come in the last couple of years, is that our state legislature here in Kansas two years ago changed the bill and took the cap, excuse me, off the interest rates that companies like payday lenders and car title places can charge. And so because of that and because this cap was taken off, there's just been a big explosion of these places. And like I said, there's over 400 of them now. Uh, within the last two years. And we talked to our bank commissioner who was at our meeting a couple weeks ago, and he said he gets 15 to 16 applications a week from payday lending companies that want to set up in the state of Kansas.
0: Okay. One of the things that your organization does is you work directly with people that are having trouble. Can you pick one or two people that have specifically had trouble with the payday loan industry and share their story with us?
1: Yes, the first story I want to share is uh, a young lady we just helped get some get some help um, from a local credit union here in town who paid off some payday lending debt she had. Uh, her name is Mitzi Rivers, and she came to our meeting a couple weeks ago because she had seen all the commotion. she was just driving by, came to the meeting, was offered $100, so she came in and sat down and started listening. Well, as she was watching the 60-minute video and hearing all the stuff that was going on with people being paid, she felt morally wrong by taking a bribe to support an industry that had been screwing her over for the last year. And so she decided not to go get her money and she stayed at the meeting and heard the information so after the meeting she comes up to us and she's bawling and wants to she has a lot of payday lending debt and so uh, we agreed to meet the next day and and see what we can do to help her so we started looking into her situation and went and sat down with her at a, a local credit union here in town and they started doing a budget for her and budgeted out how much she was paying just in fees on her payday lending debt. And so when we added up, she had six payday loans at six different places here in town, and her principal balance on all six of these loans is about $2,175. From there, the, the the lady at the credit union added it up. How much in interest she was paying on all of these loans a month? And every two weeks, she would go in and make a payment. And she was paying over six hundred and thirty. She paid six hundred and thirty-seven dollars a month just in fees, with nothing going towards her principal. She she went further and added it up. Like she had one loan that was for about four months. She had one loan that was for eight months one loan that was for a year one year, you know a couple loans for a year she added up the total amount of interest that she's paid over the time, the length of these loans and it went to it was about $4,250 just in fees alone so she was going every two weeks making these these payments and none of this was going towards her towards her principal of her $2,175 worth of loan
0: so, before you go on, let me hop in here. Uh, the industry floats a concept of the, quote-unquote, responsible borrower. It's the idea that people should have choices and are smart enough when it comes to credit to pick and choose options. When people get to taking out their second and third payday loans, never mind their fourth, fifth, sixth, etc., doesn't it occur to them that it's going to drive them deep into debt if they don't pay it back? I mean, it's money they don't have in the first place, right? And in line with that, can you tell me from your experience why people like this take out their first payday a loan, and then they're second, and so on and so forth. I mean, don't they know when they're signing their name on that dotted line that that's a commitment, that's a loan, you know, high interest or no? You know, doesn't it occur to them that, gee, I'm going to have to pay this back?
1: Well, I think that they, you know, they know that they're going to have to pay it back. And, you know, the problem is, is most of the folks that are experiencing this are People that are down on their luck and are experiencing hard times and need fast cash. And you know the thing is, is you see the commercials on TV, you see the ads, and they make it look so easy to get the money. They make you know no credit check, get you know, money in 20 minutes or less. You know they make it look very, 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 very fun to to get this money on TV. And so people go in because hey, you know I need money right now and I need to get you know my my hot water heater broke or I got to make a car payment. And and that's all people think about is what fix they need to get taken care of or, you know, what bill they need to pay. And they fail to um, even worry about what's in the contract because, you know, they worry about that later on because it's just they need that cash right then. And, that I mean, that's what it's about. And, you know, the way they make it so easy to just get the cash is really – um, is really what's enticing to people.
0: And just as a, a side comment, that it's not the industry's fault that they make money available easily. I mean, that's what they're there to do, right?
1: Well, yeah, they're there to make the money. I mean, they make the money available, but it's the way you go about doing it. You know, it's just like any other mortgage company or a car. You make a car payment. You make these, and they go towards building credit for you. Payday lenders do not tie in to any kind of credit bureaus. So, like, Mitzi Rivers making $637 a month in just fee payments, none of that was going to build credit to establish credit for her. So, basically, she's just in the same place as she is financially and credit-wise as she was when she, you know, went into the to the payday lending place. And so, you know, I think there are ways that they can operate and do business and not just financially put people into a trap.
0: Let me hit you with a couple of quotes I'd like you to address. They're from industry representatives. Here's the first. This is from Darren Anderson of the Community Financial Services Association of America about the recent regulations that Bill Richardson pushed through in New Mexico. Quote, CFSA members do not support Support the placement of arbitrary restrictions on their customers who are hardworking, educated adults capable of making appropriate financial decisions for their families, unquote. Here's a second quote along those lines from Stephen Solomon, an attorney in New Mexico for FastBucks, a payday loan company. Quote, why should payday loans be targeted and restricted? Our product lets our clients keep their lights on, their homes warm. If there wasn't a need, there wouldn't be so many stores. Consumers speak with their feet, unquote. How do you respond to these quotes from industry supporters?
1: think that they have a a reputation and they have, you know, they have to tell their side of the story. People do use these places and that's what our, you know, our bank commissioner even told us is that's what's so hard about regulating them is that they are used a whole lot. And so my response to that is there needs to be somebody talking about the other side. You know, it is fine that they give people money, but you don't have to charge people 400 to 700 percent interest. I mean, People are already living paycheck to paycheck and are not totally financially responsible or they wouldn't need to go in to get these type of loans in the first place. Most people are experiencing hard times and need a little money to get by. And these places could charge people a little bit less interest and make a little bit less money and not put people into a financial debt trap. And that's what's happening right now is people are getting into these loans not caring about what's happening afterwards and are finding themselves in huge amounts of debt, just being able to go to all these payday lenders that are around.
0: What is Sunflower going to do going forward about the payday loan issue in Kansas? You know, are you folks planning to work at the grassroots level? Are you going to go to your legislature some more? Are you going to continue to talk with folks at the state? You know, what are your plans?
1: Well, our plans on a grassroots uh, local level is that we are the only group here in the state of Kansas that is talking about the other side of payday lending. You know, we're making people aware of this, and people are now pausing to think about this debt trap and think about, you know, other alternatives other than payday lenders. And so that's our main uh, main thing here locally in Wichita is we want to raise some awareness about this and get people buzzing and talking about it, which it's been all over the media and it's been all over the news. So, you know, that awareness is definitely what needs to happen because, like I said, you see the commercials, you see the kangaroo jumping around with the people, and they make it all look happy and fun. But then, you know, if you hear these horror stories, you know, it, it'll, it'll kind of change your perception of what you think about these places. On a state level, we're working with our legislators right now to get some laws passed in the next legislative session that will, one, put a cap back on the interest rate that these places can charge, and also to provide a database to where these payday and car title lenders have to feed into that, you know, lets other car title and payday lenders know like, this person has outstanding loans here, so I shouldn't give them a loan, just like you would have to you know, file into any kind of mortgage database system or anything like that. So, you know, we think that would help uh, limit how many loans that people can go out and get, because here in the state of Kansas, you can go to 15 different payday lending places and get 15 different loans, and as long as they're not the same place, You can go and get this money. And so, you know, there has to be something to limit the amount of loans that people are getting because it's just getting them into trouble.
0: Do you think there's a middle ground here? You know, there is a need for people to be able to get this kind of credit, um, either on an emergency basis or not because they have an emergency, but because they really need the money. Is there some place that Sunflower can meet halfway with the industry to ensure that consumers can get, in your opinion, a fair deal, but that the industry can also still stay in business? even with the high risks associated with payday lending?
1: In my opinion, I think that the middle ground is that these places need to realize that they, they're making fast money, they've made a lot of money, and give people a break here. I mean, you don't need to charge 400% interest on a $500 loan. I mean, let's give people the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, we've made a lot of money, we can just charge a little bit less interest rate, and we're not, we're going to make money, but not make one or two million a year instead of, you know, a hundred million or something like that. And the other thing is, is that, you know, partial payments. Right now, if you go into a payday lender and you get a $500 loan, they charge you $75 in interest rate and fees. Well, when you come back in in two weeks to get your check back or whatever, you have to bring them the total amount of $575, or, you know, you can't get your check back. Well, they bank on the fact that people aren't going to be able to pay the $575 when they come back in, the total amount, you have to pay cash when you go back in there. And so they know that people already couldn't pay $500, so how are they going to pay us back 575 And so then as long as you go in and you make your fee payment every couple of weeks, then they're all right with you. And they, that's how they make their money, off the interest rate and the fees. And they could care less about the $500, you know, if they get that be on top. But the fees is where they make their money. And they should be just like any other kind of reputable lender, bank, or anything like that is to make partial payments that's going to take off the principal, you know, take some off the principal of the loan. And that's where I think the middle ground is Part- just like anybody else, just like any other reputable lending organization, you make payments and it goes, you know, in time and pays off your loan. That's how it works.
0: So with the issue of of sort of responsible lending in mind, uh, what are alternatives that people actually have to the payday loan shops?
1: Okay. Uh, well, here in the city of Wichita, um, and this might be common across the country, there are credit unions that are helping people to get out of payday lending debt. Like, for example, the lady I talked to, you, Mitzi Rivers, went in and she got a loan uh, at a local credit union here for $5,000, and it paid off her 2000 or however much she had in her payday lending debt. It paid off her car payment, and it paid off her credit card bills, and they put it all into one payment that she was able that she's able now to make to the credit union that took care of all that debt that was bogging her down. And so um, our credit unions here, and like I said, we have Communities United Credit Union who helped Mitzi Rivers, and we also have Credit Union of America. And they are you know helping people to try to get back on their feet and get out of this cycle of payday lending debt. And so I would you know, say there are, that there are credit unions, and that's what we're telling people here that that's the alternative. And they do small micro loans too, but like this lady, Mitzi Rivers, her interest rate on this $5,000 loan is 18%. That's a reasonable payment. She's been making that in fees every month, and it's all going towards a principal amount of her loan. When she got that, that was just like taking a weight off of her back, and she is so happy to be back at Square One, thanks to Communities United Credit Union. So, Those are the alternatives that we're telling people that, you know, credit unions, they're smaller than big banks, so they have a lot more flexibility to work with people. I would say check with your local credit unions because they can give people money at reasonable interest rates. That's not going to screw them, and basically they'll be able to make one payment that's going to pay off some of their principal of that loan. That's the alternative
0: that we suggest to people. So, J.J., let me ask you a hard question. Let's say somebody's got a bill that's due. They can't make the payment. They don't have anywhere to go for the money. The alternatives that you've discussed, they aren't an option. There aren't any family members to give them money. They just don't have any money. Would you recommend that they not pay the bill, or would you recommend that they get a payday loan to be able to pay the bill on time?
1: I'm not going to encourage anybody to get a payday loan. My advice would be to not pay the bill because at least the bill, you know, it it may draw some late fees and and things of that nature and you may be without light for a few days or a few weeks, but that bill is not going to build up over time 400 to 700% interest. And so I would advise people just to not pay the bill because if they get into the payday lending trap, it's going to get them there and it's going to keep them there and they're not going to be able to get out of it.
0: So I just had a question that occurred To me, if you don't pay your light bill, for example, there's a collections process for that. Well, what happens if you don't pay your your payday loan on time?
1: The debt collection practices in these places are very, very harassing. We've heard examples of payday lenders showing up at people's homes to collect debts showing up at neighbors' houses, leaving information behind for their neighbors to give to the people that owe the debt, saying, you know, your neighbor owes us this amount of money. They're calling people on their jobs. They're calling their bosses on their their jobs. And very, very harassing and, you know, very, very negative how they deal with people um, and one thing we're doing on that front is the federal trade commission they have the fair debt collection act and they have the authority to regulate these debt collection practices so we are in contact with the uh, FTC right now start getting them some individual complaints of folks who've experienced these harassing debt collection practices The another thing like with a car title lender like Lomax I mean all you have to do is miss one payment and they, they will come and repossess your car. So if you don't make these payments, then, then they, they are very harassing in the way they go about collecting their debt.
0: J.J., thanks much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. No doubt. This week's podcast did not have a sponsor. If you want to reach out to listeners who are interested in payday loans, cash advances, and the payday loan industry, please contact Robert James via the contact page on our website. If you'd like to make a donation to help keep pliWatch.org running, please see the donations page on our website. Remember, visit pliWatch.org for industry-independent news, RSS news feeds, helpful tips, and older podcasts. You can also take a look at our listings and reviews of payday loan vendors. This is Will Stotler for pliWatch.org. Thanks for listening.